You're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. This is the biggest name in comedy, Kostaki Economopoulos. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's our old friend Jackie Cation. My least favorite premise right now of stand-up comics is, and just people wandering around in a daze, is that these are the end times. And uh, because they aren't. They are not the end times. Every generation has thought that they were the end times. But my father was so funny about it because he goes, yeah, every generation thinks it's the end times. You know who really thinks it's the end times? Old people like me. Jackie's in lockdown like the rest of us. We get an update from her on what's been going on, uh, including her plans for recording a new comedy album, Details to Come. Song of the Week is from The Killers. I know The Killers were the song of the week about a month and a half ago, but I like The Killers, so you're going to get another one. And I really like this tune a lot, so I think it's the best one on the album. I think it's her best one in a long time, Quite honestly. And uh, like I said, uh, before that, we have the aforementioned dumb bit. This will be a quick one, but it's another installment of... What kind of nonsense is that? So there's been a lot of talk this week about the president and the election and uh, the fact that he's not going to accept the results unless he wins. And of course, you know, from 2016, he didn't even accept those results. So, uh, but one thing that might have slipped by on you here, I thought this was interesting, was he was out in California uh, meeting with officials there, including Governor Newsom and uh, some of the, I guess, uh, the, the people that work in the, the forestry department for the state of California, and uh, I guess for the federal land management as well. And uh, anyway... Uh, somebody in that their meeting uh, piped up and said, "Hey, you know, we've got one thing we got to do is we got to take global warming seriously because that's really exacerbating this problem. You know, it's 120 degrees in Los Angeles for like a week in a row now, and uh, you know this has been happening more and more. And uh, and well, the president simply says this: It'll start getting cooler. <laughs> I you wish just, you just watch. I wish science agreed <laughs> with you. Hey, well, I don't think science knows actually." And there you have it. So while you're distracted with all of the, I'm not going to accept the uh, election results and uh, the sleepy Joe Biden stuff and all that stuff, we still have a guy that doesn't believe in science, who believes anything people tell him, except for scientists. And uh, yeah. What kind of nonsense is that? Jackie Cation is a stand-up comedian originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. She now makes her home in Los Angeles, California, where she also does two podcasts, The Jackie and Lurie Show and The Very Fine Dork Forest, both recommended. Here now is your interview with Jackie Cation. How you been? Well, <laughs> Right. Okay. Better. Uh, I've been. I, th- I think longing live 1997. Oh my How gosh. about you? Oh, same. Uh, yeah, it's been. Um, although weirdly, um, in my uh, day job, I mean, I've lost a lot of work. I had, like a lot of side hustles that I lost, but um, yeah. my two day jobs have been like really, really busy. So okay. it's been weird. And my yeah. wife is still gainfully employed for a large. Um, package yeah. goods manufacturer here in North America and she's been busy but we both work from home so it's uh it's been okay. Yeah yeah no I'm I am better than 
you know, 98% of the rest of the population. I wouldn't call myself the top 1%. <laughs> right. But I'm, uh, I probably am the top five. I think most of the United States is the top 5%. And, and I think that I'm probably the top 2%. I mean, the top 1% is so made up of a hundred, you know, right. Exactly. It's and, and I don't think it's a hundred percent of the pe- people. I wonder is it a hundred percent of the people or is it a hundred percent of the money? It's always such uh, a. I think it's the such people. crazy crap. It's, it's the it's the people. It's like what is it? Five uh, percent of the population controls like seventy five percent of the wealth or eighty percent of the wealth or something like that. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't good. It isn't. Uh, it doesn't remind me. I never went to preschool, but uh, I understand in preschool there was some discussion about fairness. <laughs> there was. I don't, I uh, yeah. Some I vague don't, recollection, uh, but then they want you to forget all that. <laughs> right, right. For some reason, they teach you that. They teach you that. They teach you that. And they're like, "Oh, that. Just ignore that. Forget all that." Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, what here's the good news about the dumpster fire that the country uh, and our and our lives are yes is that we'll get on the other side of this and um, I think that uh, you know there will be change there will be good things it it's, is uh, civilization works so slowly that sometimes a huge shakeup like this is necessary and it's I never wanted to live through such a thing but you know what I'm saying yeah well like uh, just a whole. Um working from home thing. I've read this thing where uh, people are like, you know, people no longer maybe need to live in the big, big cities. If you can work from anywhere, you know, why would you live right. someplace that's super expensive to live in uh, when you yeah, could live yeah. out in a small town or on a farm or, or, you know, out in the woods for that matter? Yeah, as long as you've got the the, the internet. Exactly. Uh, you know, as long as, you know, as long as, uh, what, what is it, uh, the Palantir can find you? Uh, so, now that you hear being, about those guys? No, I didn't. Uh, they're uh, they're just a tech company that works with ICE, and they're but they're named after a dorky, dorky Lord of the Rings. Oh. The, the seeing stones of Lord of the Rings are called Palantirs. Uh-huh. And Denethor holds one uh, in the burning of Minas Tirith. And he, uh, yeah, he's he's a piece of work. And, uh, but it, it's such an interesting thing that they would call it. Pal- that's an interesting name for a corporation to go with is, is this one dork opinion, huh. one nerd opinion. So. That is interesting. Um, but one thing my uh, wife had pointed out is she uh, had to go in actually to headquarters because um, they do a thing. We used to have a, a big thing at the, the local amusement park because the big company picnic. And, of course, they didn't have it this year. Uh, but they did want to give everybody their gift, which was, you know, an assortment of products from the company. And so she had to go down to the headquarters and she one of the people to help pass them out. She goes, I couldn't wait to do it because I wanted to see people again, you know, besides you. Oh, right. <laughs> So, right, right. Yeah, yeah. At so, least eyeball to eyeball. Exactly. You know? So you do need some of that, and particularly in your business. I mean, you know, you, you know, as a comedy writer, I don't necessarily need the immediate feedback. But as a stand-up comic, you know, that's right. something you re- that really judges, you know, your uh, uh, your your art and your talent, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it would be great um, if <laughs> if there was. Uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be great if we were if we weren't in a pandemic and uh, you know if if things were working the way they would, but um, but but they aren't, and it's you know it's not like I mean anyone's surprised that there's a global pandemic. Which, by the way, someone told me the other day, speaking of dorks, um, that global pandemic is redundant. 
Oh, really? that's what pandemic means. Oh, pandemic means. I was wondering about that. Hmm. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Hello. Learn yes. Every day. And so, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, anyone who was, you know, uh, you're just, it's hard. I know it's hard to pay attention and to think about history and to think about science and to think about the big picture. And I don't know if I do that. I know that I don't do that as a com. You know, I mean, it's not just comics doing that. That can't be right. Uh, it's gotta be, you know, there's gotta be other, there's gotta be just a guy sitting at the bar going, no, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> and, uh, <Well>. so, <laughs> so, and my, you know, and my dad sells aluminum siding yes. and vinyl, though vinyl is final. And, huh. um, but he's, you know, he's been aware that these things come and go and these things happen and, you know, history is cyclical and, and there's eight, almost eight billion people on this planet, and the Earth is literally like, are there really eight billion of this one species? Weird, weird. I got to do something about that. And uh, I am sympathetic, but not supportive, as you can imagine. <laughs> well, funny uh, you should mention uh, people kind of predicting this thing for years. Uh, first of all, when I left for college, my mom immediately the first thing she did was rent out my room. A number one, sorted. <laughs> Second, what, what was my brother's room, my brother's room became a storage center to start stockpiling goods. And she's done this for years and years. Uh, the one bedroom is lined with toilet paper rolls and all this other stuff. And there's just food all over the house. And we're finally like, Mom, why are you doing this? And she's like, well, in case there's some kind of a national emergency. And I was always thinking like it would be some kind of economic thing. Because that was her big fear, that the, the stock market would collapse, like really, really collapse, like worse than 1929 collapse. I thought, well, that's that's not – everything's too tied together now. That's not going to happen. And I didn't realize about the, the pandemic thing. And then only right. recently, uh, about a year ago, she mentioned this to me, and I – I started to hear more about it at the same time. Uh, the electrical grid, that's the next one we got to worry about because it's, it's old and clunky and very hackable, apparently. So that's the, but you know, even if that happened, we would know how to fix it where this pandemic thing is a little more unwieldy. But anyway, the long story short, uh, we all laughed at my mom for years and years, and now she's having the last laugh sitting on a big pile of toilet paper, food, and, uh, and other things. <laughs> right, right, which is, you know, and the thing, um, yeah, those survivalists live their lives thinking that something like this is going to happen. Yeah. But there's but what I like is my father's attitude has always been like something like this is going to happen. So but he's not going to plan I mean he doesn't even have a plan for retirement. <laughs> so I mean he's just is in in it's it's one of the most it's one of the greatest things about my dad is that the the lessons you learn from him can be um, positive or negative. Uh, if you were to look at my father objectively, and I do not recommend that, huh. um, I recommend you look at him subjectively through the lens of my love, PF. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> so, but the, but the things that, that I, that I appreciate that I've learned from him are things like, like that is that if, cause I was talking, cause my least favorite premise right now of stand-up comics is, and just people wandering around in a daze is that these are the end times. Mm -hmm. And, uh, because they aren't, they are not the end times. Every generation has thought that they were the end times, but my father was so funny about it. Cause he goes, yeah, every generation thinks it's the end times. You know who really thinks it's the end times? Old people like me, because it is the end times for us. We're about to go. Uh, and here's the thing. We want to take you with us. 
<laughs> so I was like, uh, I don't think you're wrong, Dad. But the thing is, is so for you know, ever since forever, he's like, it it could all go to hell any minute now. But I'm gonna live my life, you know, and he's always lived his life with or <laughs> with or without um, thinking about other people, right? So. But whatever it is, it's a gr- it's a great lesson if you could temper it with some some empathy and some tolerance of you know willingness to help others, and because my father helps other people, but he doesn't do it. Um, he's only he usually does it when he's driven mad that you're not taking advantage of the system correctly. Huh. Yes, I remember that from various things you've said. Right. I mean, this is. I mean, if you follow the arc of my the the stories I tell about my dad through my entire career. You know my dad. My dad is a guy you're like, no, that guy, that guy would help me if he took the time to do it. <laughs> if he did not take the time to do it, then he might take me for a buggy ride. You know, it's like it just it's a it's he has helped. He has helped so many people. And he has also, you know, sold a lot of people a bill of goods. Right. Because. uh He's just, he's very much living life on his own terms, right? Which I think is sometimes helping people and sometimes isn't helping people, but it isn't survivalist is my point. Yeah. He's not, he doesn't, he doesn't live his life as a survivalist does, which is with this hoarding and the, and the, well, we have to make sure that we have ours and I've got enough ammo. You know, (laughs) my dad's like, what have I got? I'm going to fight somebody for... For another half an hour on this planet? No. Yes, that's true. So. That's a good point. Well, this is what we tell my mom. She has all this, um, all this. One of the my what's now my old bedroom is uh, is, is stock full of booze, and we're like, Mom, do we have to sit down and talk about something here? And she's like, Oh right. no, 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 no. She's 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 backed up a little bit from from the drink uh, years ago. Um, okay. Because she was getting a little scared and uh, stress was getting her. She says, You know, this maybe this isn't a good idea. But she keeps all the booze there, which had my college age daughter licking her chops, by the way. Uh, but she, she says, "Well, I'm gonna. I need this. I'll need this to, to barter uh, when there's when there's a big national crisis." And I was like, "Mom, they're going to shoot you. <laughs> there's not going to be any bartering. They're going to shoot you." <laughs> and that's the end of it. Right. Right. Yeah. This is uh, you would. Well, I mean, there might be some bartering if there's a totalitarian government and she thinks she's standing in line for bread like the Soviet Union. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there might be a way to <laughs> put well, maybe some she, stuff underneath a floorboard. Maybe she can leverage that. I don't know. But um, yeah. who knows? Know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were telling me that, uh, in the in an email that um, you're you're getting set to do a show in the Twin Cities. Yes, I uh, I literally I mean the thing is is I made the decision because I can't tell these jokes anymore. I got to get these jokes on an album uh, because they're I, you know, the thing about writing stand up comedy is that I could write these jokes for the next thirty years. But if I don't put them on an album, if I put them on an album, I'll write new jokes. And I would like to write new jokes. So I am going to be doing a new album, and and, and, uh, and I'm filming it for, see if anybody wants it, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Quibbly, uh, <laughs> YouTube. Anybody want to pay for it is what I'm saying. Um, so I'm, I'm, But I'm doing a new album 9th through the 12th at Acme. 9th through the 12th of October. Okay, cool. Uh, no, no, December. December. Okay, cool. Well, I will uh, yeah. see what I can do. Unfortunately, that's one of the things that went away for me. 
but maybe I will I will do a little uh, blurb for the blog gratis. Uh, right. So we can get this promoted and uh, at least get a, some butts in the seats, socially distanced. Uh, so well, you can get- that, I mean, that's the thing is that they're only doing 75. They, they can do 75 people. The, the the room seats, I think, 240. And they, and they are, by law, allowed 75 people. Okay, and um, it's interesting, the, cu- the clubs that are doing stand-up right now, there's the big chains that I think want to stay in business, right? Yes, the, the improvs, the heliums, um, your funny bones, the funny bones. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then of course all of Texas and Florida because they're out of their minds. But the, um, but what I like is that there's one or two clubs. There's a club in Salt Lake city. There's, uh, the Keith Stubbs, um, laughs maybe, I don't know. Um, there's a club in Bloomington, Indiana and there's Acme. And those three clubs specifically, and I'm sure there are others. I'm, I don't mean to mm-hmm. to just single them out and, and let anybody out, but they're they're owned by by club owners. They're individually owned, so they're owned by club owners who, sure, need the money. It's an income, but they also miss stand up comedy. Like they they do. They have a comedy club, like co- some comics do stand up, which is awesome. <laughs> Because they're like, what do you? Uh, I can have twenty five people in here. Hmm. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have twenty five people in here. Uh, every, uh, and then so, oh, Milwaukee too. The, I was just talking to the guy at Laughing Tap. He can have twenty five people in his room, and he's like, so we're doing one show a night because people are scared to come out. And I was like, people are right. And uh, Madison, Wisconsin, they're they're just closed until the world gets a handle on this, right? Yep. So they love. I mean, these are they're, they're clubs that love stand up, but are also they're like like me. I haven't gone on the road. I got off the road in March, and um, I have watched some of my friends go back on the road, and it's been I've been jealous, scared for them, angry about it, like all the th- all the <laughs> things, right? The whole gamut. Um, the whole gamut because I want to do. Live stand up. I want to do live brick and mortar stand up as well, but I think that flattening the curve is more important. Well, look what just superseded flattening the curve. Me needing to get this album out, and huh. so <laughs> there's. But uh, here's what I'm doing. I'm going in December. This is of great pain to me, but I'm bringing no merch. No merch because I won't be doing any merch. Uh, every there's going to be 75 people. There's going to be five shows. All right, wait. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Six shows. And um, I'm hoping to record all six sets so that uh, – because I've been practicing this, the, the material, obviously, and sadly adding to it. And Because uh, when I went under lockdown in March, I started doing online shows immediately because I needed to work on the new album. But – and I had about an hour of material that 15 minutes needed to be shaved off of. I currently have about an hour and a half of material that 20 minutes need to be shaved off of. Oh, wow. That's uh, well, that's a good problem to have, though. Right. It's a it's sure it, it actually is, obviously, because then there's more comedy. There's more jokes. But um it just, it literally means I have to hunker down and I think I have to write everything out. 
and I wrote out one of the jokes that I'm working on. It's this, like, it's this, it's a great, I mean, granted, I'm, I've been psyched. I'm freaking blessed to have had this seven months, right? To work on this bit. Cause I might've recorded the damn thing this month without the work that I, I've done on it because I'm doing four or five, I'm trying to do four or five zoom shows a week. And, um, it's this long bit about gender and sexuality. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you've seen. Have seen you been some to any of the this. Zoom shows? No, but I, th- I, I know I, I saw a clip of this somewhere because I repeated one of the jokes to uh, my daughters, who were uh, very supportive of the cause, and uh, even my wife was a bit skeptical because you know she's you know a year younger than me. Uh, the, the the bit about uh, scientists have known for ages that there are more than one gender, but they didn't want to tell us because they couldn't think who could handle it. And they weren't wrong, uh, which is hilarious. And and uh, all three girls right. just love that. So yeah, yeah. So I've I've heard some of it somewhere. Maybe on Instagram. I know you post well, a lot. Well, no, of- that 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 was one of the first iterations of oh, it. Okay, because okay. Because he, here's the thing: is that I did read this article that said that there's over a hundred genders, and they didn't want to tell us because they didn't think we could handle it. But I think <laughs> we can handle it uh, because the learning curve right now between Whitey Magoo's. And menfolk is super steep. What's one more thing? We can be taught. It, it'll be fine. And plus, it reminds me, my nephew, we have a nephew uh, who for 18 years, we called him TJ. And um, when he turned 18, he said, I would like to be called Thomas. And so now we're working on that. And that's all yeah. gender is. Gender is just how you present yourself. Yeah. Gender is just, it's either he, she, uh, he, him, she, her, they, them, or anything. Like uh, sometimes my gender is I have to pee and I'm standing in huh. front of two single seater bathrooms and one of them has pants and one of them has a skirt and the pants one is empty. Guess what my gender is? Huh. A person who has to pee. So I'm going to go into the pants uh, bathroom. Okay. I'm going to pee. I'm going to come back out. I'm going to be a she, her again. And I've always been a she, her, but it's always been very weird about being a she, her because there's so much. It's it's all just how you present yourself. Like some people want to be treated. I mean, it's people just want to be treated as individuals, right? People tell me that their their gender is I'm a unicorn, I'm a monster, and these are real. These are very serious young adults telling me, well, my gender is I am a unicorn. And I'm like, all right. Huh. And the and the real fact is that we're all just a stack of meat with a brain on top anyway, right? So gender is just, please look at me as a stock of meat with a brain on top, but this should not lead to cannibalism. Huh. Um, so, like, don't look at the sausage casing, right? It Because... Then you're seeing a she, her. Then you're seeing that I'm overweight. Then you're seeing that I'm black. Then you're seeing that I'm brown or that I'm a man. I'm a straight white guy. We look at a straight white guy, and in, and because of 500 years or 50,000 years of, of just – we see a tall, straight white dude, and we're like, well, that guy has got his act together. Hmm. That guy – and then – but that guy is standing there. Not with his act together. I don't know if you've ever been inside a straight white guy. Hi. Hello. That's a dick joke. Huh. Uh, but you are a straight white guy, right? Yes. So you don't, you don't, you have, you're just a stalk of meat with brains as well. You have insecurities. You have questions. You have, you know, hopes and dreams and fears and all the things. You're, you're a person. So you, if you're, you know, I'm a she, her. 
but that doesn't mean. I mean, I've seen it done better, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, uh, but I've made peace with it. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah. Well, but that that joke goes on. Yeah, yeah. And the, that's part of it, right? Like I just did a bit at you. Hi, we're this is entertainment, it, right? Yeah, exactly. This so, is what, you're, uh, <laughs> this is, this is what it's all about. So, yeah. So, but the, there's like. There's six more minutes to that thing. It's got this whole thing about sexuality being different than gender. And so I wrote it all out in the hopes that I would get all the parts of it on at least in a row so that I could write a, a you know bullet point set list of it so that I could work on it. And once I did that and then did it once, I was like, well, then I should write out this essentially eight-minute bit about my dad, <laughs> which I have not yet done. So, um, but that's the next task. And so that that's what I have to do before December is I have to get all of this stuff in order so that I can memorize it and tighten it and practice it and make sure, you know, try to get rid of the chaff. Yeah. Because there's so much setup. My The way I write stand-up is there's so much setup. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that was always like my challenge when I did the uh, the open microphones. Is uh, yeah, trying to whittle away that you know uh, setup and kind of you know boil it down to the to the bare essentials. And then, of course, on top of this, so you're still doing uh, the Jackie and Laurie show and the Dork Forest. Yep. Cool. Yep. Still doing Dork Forest and Jackie and Laurie show, and um, people are people are on board with the Dork Forest man. First of all, it's uh, it's mostly cheerful. Yeah. It's almost always it's because I'm just talking to someone about what they love. Exactly. And um, so that's an hour where you don't have to be thinking about the dumpster fire. Uh, and then and it's and people want to be on it. I've been I've. Oh, I yeah. Am, I, I loved being on it. <laughs> it was n- I'm nine episodes in the can and three are, rec- are scheduled for next week. And I've got oh. five more people. And I was like, OK, slow down, folks. Yeah. Um, I'm not going twice a week because. That's a lot. I don't know. It feels like, I don't know. I don't know if people have, you know, people listen to a lot of different podcasts. People who listen to podcasts, I think, like to mix it up, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know that there's like people, who is it? Uh, Keith and the girl? They do five days a week, like two hours a day, like morning radio. And um, and that's something. And And there isn't a lot of production and cleanup and i say that because i don't do it yeah but um but it's a pretty like i don't do any any major editing of the dork forest like it's essentially and with zoom the audio quality is what it is right yep so um luckily zoom will record two different tracks so and and i try to get people to record locally but if if there's trouble with the internet if it goes Cracklin' Rose, if it goes Neil Diamond on you, huh. um, it's gonna. If they don't have their local recording and we haven't clapped, to oh, sing I see. It, yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's trouble, but but all I do usually is I just got to make sure I get a synchronized clap at the beginning and the end of the show, and then I try to get the other um, person on the show to oh I to see record locally. Yeah, yeah. And then, so then Patrick can sync them. Yeah. And then, and then we just clean them up. He puts the intro, the outro, and then I give him time code for um, for a teaser clip. And but the most, the best thing that's happened from this thing, I think, is Dork Forest wise, is that um, 
and Jackie Laurie is is that we're doing these shows on Zoom, and so there's a video. Like now, it's a video show as well as an audio show, which yeah. is kind of fascinating. P- people dig that. Um, yeah, I haven't hadn't had a lot of time. I've got a bunch of Dork Force back in the queue that I got to get caught up on because I don't drive anywhere anymore. Uh, years right. ago, I had, a, had an hour long commute up to Dayton, and then it got cut down to like ten minutes to the because I got a job locally, and now of course I'm working from home, and I rarely right. go in to the to our our uh, offices and our warehouse. So right. yeah, so I got to figure out a way to to get that sorted. Cutting the grass is the only other time I really have to listen to anything. So and but, now it's uh, going to be winter. Yeah, exactly. So what about uh, I would recommend this if you if you want to listen to just one early days of the of the quarantine. So this has to be March or April. Is I had Guy Branham on. Oh yeah, I love him. And his dorkdom, like I literally burned that to a CD and mailed it to my dad because <laughs> it was so funny and so interesting. Oh cool. And uh, and it's about uh, some family in England called the Mitford Sisters, and they were a fascinating group of six sisters, and one son, and the and the son I think died in World War Two, but. Um, they it was in the it was in the twenties and thirties, and forties, and one of them ended up dating Hitler. Oh my God! One of them ended up teaching law at UC Berkeley and taught Hillary Clinton. Oh wow! And one of them ended up as the Duchess of Devonshire. Wow! So they are a fascinating pile of humans. Yes. Uh, and Guy Branham is always entertaining and always fun. So that that would just be a fun hour to sit around and listen to with your family. I swear to God. Guy oh, yeah, Branham. yeah. No, it does. Yeah. That sounds cool. Uh, and for uh, road trips as well. So, yeah, um, I, wish, I wish it were video. Anyway, go ahead. I was going to say, other things we can plug. Your Instagram, your great Instagram follow, because I know you only some, you and Sam Morrill are the only ones that, that turn up in my feed with um, little bits of comedy. They're nice little nuggets uh, that are fun oh. when they come up in your feed, and I, I enjoy those. The the um, Cats Are Free one came up the other day. Uh, I enjoyed that. And um, The Golden Age of Hitting came up the other day. I enjoyed that one a lot, too. So, uh, Oh, yeah. That's, uh, I only have so many clips, though. It's so funny. Uh, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I've been trying to do sort of a bedtime uh, clip, of the, clip of the night where I'm just like, here, <laughs> here's a little bit of stand-up comedy that – Try to try to watch something cheerful, something happy, oh, and go. then yeah, go yeah. to bed. I had a nightmare the other night where um, someone had charged me ten dollars on PayPal, and I couldn't figure out who it was. <laughs> and I couldn't undo it, and I got some. And I knew in the dream that it was just a dream and it wasn't real. But I got some satisfaction in that dream by knowing that PayPal had charged them forty-seven cents. <laughs> well, there you go. It's a happy ending. Well, I think that's a good place to leave it then. Um, uh, appreciate you taking the time to do this, and uh, yeah, sure. we'll get um, we'll have folks follow all the socials and all that other stuff, and listen to the Jackie and Laurie show and the Dork Forest recommended uh, on both of those. And uh, yeah, so the the next show you'll be doing. A, well, how can people do the Zoom shows? How? Oh, the, your best bet for these Zoom shows is to. Um, and by the way, you'll be able to watch the Acme show on Zoom. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Because they're just pushing it to Zoom. Awesome. Okay. Um, so, uh, but I would say, um, let's see. Uh, the best the best way to do it would be to go to JackieCasha.com and oh, sign sense. up for my email list. Because my email list is, uh, is just on the front page, lower right. You sign up. And then here's the thing about my email list. It's literally 
more work to get on it than to get off it. It's two <laughs> clicks to get on it. Every time you get an email from me, which tells you all where I'm where I'm doing Zoom shows if they want to watch them. Yep. Uh, and there's always an anecdote. Uh, <laughs> I would. Uh, there's an unsubscribe button. So if at any time you get bored or panic. It is easy to get off the email list, but I would recommend you join the email list. Okay, cool. Well, super. We'll have folks do that then, and we'll look forward to more Jackie Cation comedy, and uh, we'll certainly chat again. We didn't get to all the Star Trek stuff I wanted to talk about. We'll do, we'll do a separate conversation about that maybe uh, in a few <laughs> yeah, months. Yeah, when I'm done. When all right, done. sounds good. All right, well, thanks, Jackie. <laughs> Thanks to Jackie for being on the show. Go to JackieCation.com for all of your Jackie Cation needs. And that's uh, your one-stop one shop, I guess, as they say. It'll connect you to the Dork Forest, the Jackie and Lori show. Uh, keep you informed about the thing going on at Acme up there in Minneapolis and how you can watch on Zoom. Or if you're lucky enough to be in the Twin Cities, uh, maybe you can get one of those limited uh, availability seats there because, like she said, they're going to be having 75 people in the room and all socially distanced and all safe and all that stuff. So uh, do look for that. She is a great follow on Instagram, like I said. Uh, uh, her and Sam Morrill, I think, are, are the best. And uh, Gary Goldman turns up occasionally on Instagram doing the same thing. Their comedy just really lends itself well to going through your Instagram feed. And, oh, here's like two minutes of comedy that's very funny. And it's nice, concise, little nugget, and it make you laugh. So we've come up to the song of the week. Song of the week is another one from The Killers. Uh, the song is called Caution and is from their brand new album here. Let me see if I can get some details on this. Imploding Vegas. And I know this was the, um, as my mouse clicks and my iTunes doesn't move at all. Uh, it was uh, a song of the week. Let me see. What did we do before? I think we did my soul's, my own soul's warning, which was the first uh, song released from this back in the spring. But uh, caution uh, is, I think, the best uh, tune on the album, and uh, was also one of the singles. So we're just gonna make that our song of the week. How about that? So here we go with the Killers. Caution, song of the week on PF Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. Trash straight out of the news. Doesn't like.